and welcome to this week's Take a Walk podcast with me, your host, Caitlin Creeper. I am coming at you today a little bit out of sorts. My week started off a bit wild, which of course has had a roll-on effect, and now I'm mid-Tuesday trying to get back into it. I mean, I know it's mid-Tuesday, right? It's the second day into the week. I don't know what it is about botching your Monday that tends to derail the whole week. Like, in theory, it's the second day of the week. But if your week starts Monday, it's almost just like, well, I'm one day away from Wednesday and then I'm in the middle of the week. So the week's basically over. So fuck it. I'll try next week. (laughs) So why did I botch my whole week? So we had elections this week here in Guatemala, meaning my partner Ugo had to work them. He works for the government and had to oversee the whole local elections in that area. So luckily he was able to elect where he worked them. So he chose our little beach town. Which meant he had to work Sunday, but it means we got Monday off. So we were at the beach for the weekend and we decided to use the Monday to surf, to update a few things in our rental properties. You know, doors get stuck, door handles get broken, people break things and chip glasses and it just happens a lot. So we just wanted to do a refresh of both properties and I mean, on that note, when I when I knew we were going to be renting out properties and doing the Airbnb thing, I, I went on Pinterest and looked up all these cool things I wanted to buy, like all the ornaments and the plates and all these things. And what everyone told me was like, don't put anything in that house that you would sad, be sad to see broken because it's true. Things are just constantly needing to be replaced. So it's funny to watch the standard at which I started you know, because all we have two kitchens in our houses and they're equipped. So it's quite funny, like the set of plates and everything that we started with versus what we have now. I mean, we're going to the dollar store. We're definitely not getting artisanal crockery mugs, any of that crap anymore. I've had my heart broken too many times with things getting broken. So that's the way it's going to be. Um, I also wanted to install a desk in one room because we just have so many digital nomads passing through and they're always asking for a desk. So we did that. Um, but I did have hesitation on taking Monday off because I already knew, as I already said, it was going to throw out my week. Like usually on a Sunday, I like to do my little grocery shop. I have Jago's little lunchbox ingredients bought and cut and ready for his week of preschool. And actually, this is the first year of my whole life I've actually used a planner almost every day. So it's kind of funny, these little markers that somehow send a message to my brain like, you're on top of things, you're doing good. And when I don't do them, I get this little nagging sense of panic that everything is a mess, but the world did not fall apart. We had a great day. I got some waves, which is just never, never a bad move. We'll never, ever regret going for a surf. So that's really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? This, this push and pull throughout the week between the structure we need, but not letting it get so fixed that we feel stuck, right? Do you ever get that where you're following, let's say you're following your healthy eating, you're exercising, or you're working consistently, or you're doing something really consistently that after a while you start to get this little nagging devil on your shoulder, which is craving a little bit of a little bit of wild or a little bit of disorder or a little bit of chaos. But then if you go too far into that chaotic side, there's that craving for for order and for routine and for your own surroundings and space. And I it's funny, it that's what I notice a lot when people go on holiday. They're saying, 
I really need to get out. I need to go explore. I want to get in the wilderness. I want to get into a different routine. I want to shake things up. And then a lot of the time when people are finishing up the trip, you'll hear them say things such as, I'm so ready to go home now. I want my own space. I want my own kitchen. And it's funny, isn't it? Because I guess I don't know if this is just a continually fluctuating thing that we're just going to have throughout our whole lives. I don't think there's any perfect balance. I don't think you can strike the perfect balance daily. I think it's just normal that we go from one to the other. Um, but I do remember in my interview with Gina, you can you can look at that in the archives in the Salty Club podcast. She actually put it as um, structure allows my wild to thrive. So it's not that for me, I feel like I'm kind of going between the two throughout the week. But for her, she puts in the structure and when that's in place, okay, this is my routine. This is what I need to do today. This is, I wake up at this time, I make my tea, I do this and the day follows like that. And then from there, it takes the guesswork out and then it allows her a bit more wildness and a bit more, a bit more, you know, flexibility. So I I really like that too. And I think it makes a lot of sense and I definitely think the two places that I moved between, which is Antigua, Guatemala, which is like a little town up in the mountains, and then the beach, which is a completely different climate. It's about an hour and a half away. They're two completely different lifestyles that we move between. The beach is unstructured. It's open. I even share a back fence with my neighbor and we just pass through all day long. She has kids, juggles age. So the kids are playing together all day and what we do is we kind of ping pong them back and forth throughout the day. So they'll come play with me for an hour or so. They'll go back over the back fence and play over there for an hour or so. And it is really nice because, of course, we both get a break Um, and it's just nice because they're so happy to be playing with each other. But, of course, the downside is, is when you have them, you have three kids. And three kids is an interesting dynamic. There's something about three that I've not just witnessed just with these three, but just when like I had my two nieces when I was watching them. And if another if another friend comes over, there tends to be one who's left out or it's just very interesting. But so we have this dynamic that this trade of going back and forth throughout the day. It's really sweet for them. They have the time of their lives. But yes. This weekend, what I did, I just set up the slip and slide for them and the three of them crashed around and it was great. And, you know, you have this feeling like I'm helping them make core memories. But on the other hand, it isn't, it looks relaxing. You know, when you see parents sitting and watching their kids playing in front of them, especially young kids I'm talking about between one, two, three, four, five, I don't know how it is past that. Haven't been there. I'll let you know when I'm there. But The thing is, I don't know how many kids you've been around, but what I have seen is it's inevitable at some point they will start fighting. And at that point, I have to jump in and lead them. And this comes with stress. You know, people don't talk about the mental load of disciplining kids and leading them. There's a lot going on in one's head when you're disciplining your child and other children because, you know, firstly, we're at a rental property. We have guests. There are people around. I have to keep the kids safe. I have to make sure our property isn't getting damaged or overly dirty because it's literally all of our money invested in that. I need to make sure our guests are comfortable and their time isn't destroyed by three arguing Guatemalan kids. There are so many things to think about. You know, one is if I want to discipline these kids, mine or the other two, they have to feel connected to me and they have to like me. And they have to have this desire to want to be seen by me because if they hate me and don't give a shit about me, 
if I'm disciplining them, it just falls on deaf ears, right? So first there has to be that base that they feel connected to you. They have to care about their connection with you. Otherwise, they just won't listen because they have no reason to. So I have to have made sure beforehand that I'm continuing a connection with all these kids under my care, my own kid and the two other kids. Then I need to make sure that I'm not favoring my own kid, which I don't know if this is a natural inclination, um, but whatever rules apply, they have to apply to all kids. So if Jago's complaining that on the slip and slide that the kids are kicking water into his face and then he turns around and kicks water in their face, I have to make sure to kind of scold them all equally. Thirdly, I need to make sure I follow through on any threats that I make. I mean, kids are so perceptive. They see and feel and notice absolutely everything. Like if I say, if you do that one more time, I'm turning off the water of the slip and slide and then I don't turn it off, then they learn that I don't mean what I say. And so they'll remember that for next time. And then warnings, threats, they just become less and less potent, which means more and more work next time to get them to like behave. So it does mean being the bad guy sometimes, dealing with the fallout sometimes. And fourthly, dealing with danger. I mean, we set up the slip and slide near a deck because we just didn't have that much space. And that deck had sharp wooden corners. And all I could think was that if one of these kids literally poked their eyes out and I don't, I feel like this is something, let's say software that got downloaded and installed when I had Jago. It was almost like, I don't know if it's a primal thing. I don't know what it is, but anytime I'm in a setting, it's almost like I scope the entire space to see what is the worst humanly possible thing that could happen right now. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. I don't know if it's a primal thing that's just for keeping kids out of danger, but I got it and it's there. And in this case, it was looking at the corner of that um, deck being like, all right, and what do I do if that takes one of the kids' eyes out? How do I prevent that? Is it What is the actual risk of that? All that fun mental stuff. And, you know, at one point my kid and his little mate, his little girl mate, they literally went from opposite ends of the slip and slide and collided headfirst, smashing both their heads together. So when we're dealing with a, po- a possible concussion, that's another point my brain goes to. You know, every every head knock to me could possibly be a concussion. And, you know, this is all the invisible things you don't see. Because if you're watching me, you're seeing me sitting on my ass, watching kids play around, thinking I'm relaxing and just soaking in all the goodness of watching young children play. It's not relaxing. It's mentally draining. And this is why, and I'm, I don't mean to be gendered, but in my case, okay, I'll speak for myself. This is why husbands don't get it a lot of the time. They ask mum for something and then mum completely flips out. But like husband is like, weren't you just watching the kids play? I saw you sitting there. And mum's like, no. Well, let's say, why am I saying mum and husband? Let's say I am like, I am hyper monitoring a very volatile situation. You know, these movies make it look so rewarding doing this shit. But, you know, when you see a mum monitoring kids in the pool, kids playing, she's not relaxing. She's lying in wait and she's going to be ready any single second. That's not relaxing. Some parents say, let the kids sort it out themselves. Like it's the law of the jungle. Law of the jungle? For me, these kids sorting it out themselves, that's exactly what I am trying to avoid. Law of the jungle. Civilized society does not function on law of the jungle. You cannot rip a small branch off a bush and start whipping your boss with it if they annoy you, which is exactly what these kids started doing to each other on this day. You cannot grab the person who cuts in front of you at the supermarket, get them in a headlock and start trying to drown them in a shallow puddle of a slip and slide. 
we do not want to promote law of the jungle with our kids. It's not even law of the jungle when two adults get divorced. They usually need a mediator sitting in between them to make sure they don't start whipping each other with skinny branches or trying to drown each other. It's one of those parent-isms, I don't know for lack of a better word, that people just say, I think, when they're burnt out and cannot be bothered, which is fine. I get it. A lot of the times I'm burnt out and can't be bothered. But when I see these kids start, you know, going for it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get involved. And I often think sometimes the best way that I enjoy Jago is when Ugo is playing with him and I get to be close and watch, but I'm not the responsible adult. And I think that's the key. When we go for a swim and where we are, it's a beach break, which makes it really strong. And I see Ugo jumping under the water and getting smashed around while holding my three-year-old. I'm actually more relaxed than if I'm the one getting smashed around holding my three-year-old because I'm just like, you're responsible. I don't have to do the danger calculations of jumping under that wave. How strong is the tide? How strong is the splashback of the wave? I don't have to do anything. It's not my fault. I get to just enjoy watching it. And that for me is when I'm relaxing and making core memories and soaking it all in. It is certainly not when I am the one who is primarily responsible for small children and keeping them alive. Not that I don't trust myself. I trust myself, but it just takes complete focus. There's no half enjoying. We all know exercise makes life better. Our mood, our energy, just our general outlook on life improves. But sometimes it can feel like too much of a mission to get to a gym or to commit to a full hour workout. You're busy. I'm busy. Life is hectic. The Salty Club makes it easier than ever to sharpen your mind, body and soul with online equipment-free workouts starting as short as seven minutes all the way up to 50-minute classes. You can choose one-off classes or commit to a whole program where every class is planned out for you for a series of weeks. And the best bit? You'll be able to talk and share with other women in our group chat for that extra dose of motivation. The Salty Club is $19 a month, but you can try it absolutely free for one whole month with the exclusive code to this podcast. You'll go to the website, thesalty.club, and then the code you will use is sclubpod, so S-C-L-U-B-P-O-D. You can also follow the link and grab the code in the show notes. Hope to see you there. So, yeah, I mean, I got to surf twice this weekend and that was great. And I definitely noticed that the fact that I'm skating, skateboarding during the week in Antigua a lot, it's definitely made me move a lot better on the surfboard. And I mean, I got smashed around a bit, but whoever regrets the surf, right? It's just such a good reset. But also a very chill part of my weekend was... I was left alone in one of our cabins while my son was at the neighbours and Uga was working and I just put on music and detail cleaned the cabin. Like I got rid of spiderwebs, I washed walls, I cleaned little details of our kind of antique stained glass window doors that we restored from a pile of dirt from Uga's dad. I cleaned windows and it just made me feel connected to this cabin a bit more. I'm, when, I, when I say that, I mean I've realised that even if you own a house – And look, we're going to be paying off these cabins for a very long time. But in my experience, it's not like you get the keys once they're finished and move in and automatically feel this affinity to it, like a tick on the grid of life. Like I've done this and now this is my home. And this cabin specifically, because there are two, this one specifically to me has felt kind of cold and not mine over the past few years and sort of like a display home a bit because it's very modern concrete and white wall designy situation. But this weekend, being alone with the house, cleaning it, changing things around, just pottering around kind of gave me more of a connection with it. 
which was cool. If you know, you know. If you are like, what the fuck is she talking about? You don't know. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and we had some guests staying in the other, other, the other cabin. They were very chill and cool. So all in all, it was a good weekend. And um, oh, yeah. So the other thing is we had friends over Saturday, our neighbors. And Friday, we actually had dinner with another family who have kids Jaggles age two. So it was just a very happening weekend. And I definitely feel that sort of lag. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice if you listen to my other podcast, but I definitely feel like I'm, you know, overcoming a lot of activity and kind of coming down from the high a little bit. And it's funny, you know, I feel like Google used to be the one who was way more social than me. (laughs) I remember when we met, he said something like, you know, every time you meet someone, it's an opportunity for a potential new friendship. Like he actually said those words. And I remember thinking, is this guy fucking crazy? Like who walks around thinking today I might make a new friend. (laughs) But now since I got back from my trip from Australia, I've kind of been on a mission not to get isolated again, to have a bunch of people around me who are, you know, considering me, inviting me and just feeling like a part of a grid, you know, like I belong somewhere and people are needing me. I want people to expect things from me and I want to exist in the lives of people and I want these connections to deeper over time and years and I just want more people to be invested in my son and watch him grow up too. So yes, I've been the one accepting dinner plans, dragging Ugo along to everything, inviting people around and just saying yes straight away to things, which has been really fun. But yes, here I am again. I'm here on a Tuesday, a day behind. I come home to Antigua tomorrow night, tomorrow night, (laughs) last night. You can tell I'm a bit out of sorts. I come home to the apartment. It's late. We need to get Jago into bed. We need to do a quick rush nighttime routine. To find, I had left our big jug of honey. Ugo's mum gets it in bulk from a farm out her way. So it's this giant vat of honey. I left the container slightly open and I came back. And I saw it was just swarming with ants. And I traced the trail of these ants into my bedroom, kept following them to find that they had found their way in through the electrical sockets. So at nine o'clock at night, I'm spraying ant spray into the electrical sockets. Also while being mindful that it is like liquid over electricity. So not wanting to drench it and give the whole house a power outage, but also knowing what can I do? They're just going to keep coming out. You know, so then I'm Googling natural repellents like cinnamon, like vinegar. So now currently my electrical socket is covered in vinegar. It's covered in cinnamon. It's covered in spearmint. Like, what is it? Essential oil. It's covered in all sorts of stuff. And we haven't had any more ants come through, but now they know, you know, they know how to find me. So I don't know if once the honey goes because we cleaned it up, I don't know if they go away now. Or I don't know if now I've just created a whole thing where I just have ants living in my walls from one mistake. And also old avocado in the fruit bowl. That was another thing they loved. Ants go for avocado, old avocado. So the more you know. Anyway, next day, this was today, super eager to get back to the podcast and through some back and forth with my editor, who is listening to this right now, who is editing it to make it sound so good. We realize even though I just got a new microphone, just got it, just had to order it down from the States, took about 20 days to get here, was so excited, a button is missing from the brand new microphone. And I don't know if it arrived broken or what's up, 
but I do not have a button to put the volume down on the headphones. And I mean, it was no easy feat to get this microphone here. It was such a pain in the ass. Always ordering stuff here is a pain in the ass. But anyway, I refuse to get a new one. I am going to make this work. I have got three microphones in the last year. I just need to keep going with this thing. Maybe I'll let myself get a fresh new one as a treat if I knuckle down and do like 20 more podcasts because I just can't keep accumulating equipment without moving forward with this podcast. So that's where I'm at. I just want to get going with this thing. But then the other thing is after the ants, after the microphone, I go to get cash out of the ATM and I find that the ATM is literally open with a repair team working on it. They tell me straight away, ATM's out of order. And this is the only one in like a five kilometer radius. So I drive to the next one, which is about seven or eight kilometers away. Also not working. Is There's a lineup of people that are also telling me it's not working. Fine. I go home to go turn off my car. It won't turn off. It literally will not turn off even if I take the key out of the ignition. So what I need to be doing at the moment with my car, now that we've just discovered this problem, I need to put it into first gear and stall it to be able to turn it off. So (laughs) super fun start to the week for me. That's my update. That's where I'm at and a lot to do to get back on top of work. But hey, here's the thing. Here's my little lesson. I know when people say nugget, like golden nugget, here is the golden nugget from the situation. But I don't know if it's being Australian or what, but nugget to me is a poo. It's like a tiny little poo. So I cannot say the golden nugget of the day. Whenever I hear nugget, just know there's someone, me, laughing, thinking about poo. Let's say the the lesson for myself is that we need to tend to all aspects of our life, right? And it's not like we're going to have it all perfectly balanced at all times. There is always going to be this go between that chaos and the order, our hobbies, our community, our work, our relationship, our kids. It's not all going to be in sync at the same time, right? Ever. And that's life. And it's probably less about what is flowing on a day-to-day basis, but maybe it's more about zooming out and seeing like, okay, on a monthly basis, on a six-monthly basis, on a yearly basis, I'm kind of rotating between these things and everything is getting some love at some point. I mean, the kid needs love and food every day and the job needs love every day to pay the bills. Well, it needs attention every day to pay the bills. But you know what I mean. I'm talking about social life, relationship, hobbies, fitness, all these kinds of things. If some category of your life is mudsliding right now, I'm just trying to say, so is mine. Try not to sweat it. I'm sure other parts of your life are doing great. And the other thing will write itself in time. And this time next week, it may be a completely different story. And if not, maybe next month. Until next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Take a walk. Formerly coffee with Kate. Now take a walk with me.